Praise the Lord. You know, there are supernatural things that are happening. <laughs> Andrea, can I tell a little of your testimony? Would that be okay? You know, Andrea, she's, she's a, uh, one of our newer, newish members, her and her family. But uh, they've been coming, she's been coming, and on Wednesdays I started teaching on supernatural increase. Well, you know, I always tell people, you know, the truth, the truth will make you free. Sometimes it'll make you mad first, and, and you know, and I tell people sometimes you got to, you got to really, I told Talisha's a testimony, you know, Talisha, sometimes she'd leave here mad, uh, not because she was mad at me, just mad at herself, you know, sometimes feeling like she didn't, you know, she knew the truth, but for some reason she didn't feel like she's walking in the truth. So, you know, when I say the truth will make you mad, for instance, it's a lot of different ways. It's not that you'll be angry with me necessarily. Now, that's not to say some of you won't leave here angry with me today. I love you, and just know this. I, if, if I say something make you mad, it wasn't intentional, and maybe that'll inspire you. You know, some, some, sometimes, you know, that sometimes it just sucks that you, we've, we've gone the wrong way. And we need the Word of God to nudge us in the right way. But anyhow, um, Andrea sent me a, a, a message and just the, the truth of the Word of supernatural increase that the Lord had, you know, uh, stirred in her on, on Wednesdays. And she was like, yeah, it challenged me a little bit, but she said, I, I remembered what you said, and that's not a bad thing. You know, being challenged is not a bad thing. And uh, so she knuckled down. She's like, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you. She's being obedient uh, with, um, uh, with what he told her to do. And there was a deficit in the, that they needed uh, the Lord to take care of that was, uh, I'll just say this, it was over, you know, it was over $1,000. It was in the thousands of dollars. So they had a deficit needed to be taken care of and needed to be taken care of quick. And uh, so she was obedient to the word, obedient to the Lord. She got joy over what had been taught. And she had sent me a message to tell me, I'm just going to knuckle down. I'm going to believe God. Uh, pray with me. Agree with me. I said, I'm in agreement with you. The very next day, something supernatural happened. And uh, um, I'm trying to tell this without when I get to know you better I'll just tell it all and then I'll I'll ask for you know forgiveness later but I'm <clears throat> like like I did with Pastor Annie earlier uh, <laughs> but uh <clears throat> but uh, she um, she she felt like she needed to do you know something uh, to uh, really I think she was being led by the Spirit uh, to do something that. You know, we're laborers together with God. When, when, when God brings us out of anything, many times he brings us out because we were willing to work with him, to be obedient and do what he told us to do. And sometimes we don't recognize that what he has told us to do, uh, it seems natural. For example, there was one fellow, he was a welder in, uh, he was in Antlers, Oklahoma. He'd been laid out. He was, a, he was working in the lumber industry and they laid him off. And uh, but by trade, he was a welder, and he hadn't welded in years. Well, they laid him off from, from lumber, and he and his family were struggling. When we were there, struggling real bad financially. And um, I looked, I, I was preaching, and I looked at him. I said, brother, your harvest is in the field. Go get it. And, and, he, and he said, when, he, when I said that, he said immediately, he said the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, put your name down on a piece of, Bunch, bunch of pieces of paper and take it out to 
businesses in town, tell them you'll do welding for them. So he did it out of obedience. Now, you know what? You think you need a fancy card and a truck with your name of your business on the side and you got to have a, you know, a, a, an accountant and you have to have all these things in place. This guy took and wrote his name on a notebook piece of paper over and over again with his phone number on it, tore those pieces of paper and just handed them out around town. By the end of the week, he came to me and he said, Brother Ziggy, he said, I worked together with God. You said my harvest was in the field. I followed the Lord. The Lord. He said, it was the Lord that led me to put my name. He didn't, he didn't recognize that right at the beginning. But he said, it was the Lord that told me to, to do that, wasn't it? I said, well, yeah, he'll lead you to do certain stuff that will, that will take you to the place that will position you for his blessing. And so he, he went, he took his name out there, and he, uh, he added it to those people. And um, he got a bunch of phone calls. Lewis, by the time... Uh, the, it was the end of the week. He, he, he was booked up until the, this was in, I think this was in September. He was booked six months into the following year. And he was projecting that by the end of the year, he would make more in the next few months by the end of the year than he had made the whole entire year uh, prior to that. He was like, man, the Lord's blessed. He, already he was able to pay his bills. He's, he's able to get some groceries and all that just in the few days after the, he had followed the Holy Spirit. Well, that's what, that's what Andrea did. You just followed you. Maybe you didn't recognize it as the Spirit, but that's what you did. And, uh, here, but here's the cool part of this. This is the part that just was the icing on the cake. And I think it was the Lord showing, you know, hey, this was me, is that one of the people that, um, that uh, she had contact with and that she had, I guess, had done some work for contacted her and said, you know, I just feel like I'm supposed to send you some extra money. And, and I just feel like I'm supposed to send you a thousand dollars. And boom, God sent her that. Listen, you might be facing the biggest obstacle you've ever faced in your life, but I'm telling you in a 24 hour period of time, God can turn it around. Amen. Amen. And, and I know things can look dark because I've been there. And it can look dark. It can look pitch black. But I'm telling you, he is, he is the light in the darkness. Glory to God. Amen. We, you know, we sing it. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise. And the whole time we're singing it, we're thinking, how am I going to do this, my God? You know? <laughs> but he's the light in the darkness. Amen. Amen. Glory to you. Now the Lord told me, you know, the Lord, the Lord, there was some money sitting on my um, mantle. Glory to God. And I went to, I went to leave this morning and I thought, uh, just, it was in my spirit. Take that money. Well, you know, I was going to give that money to my mother. I've got other money I can give to my mama. So I stuck it in my pocket and I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll take it. I didn't know what we was going to do with it. But you know, the Holy Ghost just spoke to me and said, I'm supposed to give it to Lewis. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> and I know, and I know there's things y'all, I mean, in my, I, already, I know in the natural, there's things, but you know what I, I hear in my spirit? I hear the Lord saying, He's already settled it. It's already done. Amen. Thank God. And I get to be a part of it. Praise God. Amen. Thank God. Now, I was expected to do something different. Uh, but that's, that's what I hear. Amen. 
Praise God. Amen. You know what? Some of y'all have been hearing for Nikki and Lewis. And you just need to obey the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Praise the Lord. All right. Open your Bibles with me. <laughs> I know some people are like, you mean you hadn't, you hadn't started preaching yet? No, I was just meddling. <laughs> I'm just telling story, tattoo stories <laughs> about certain people. <laughs> How about I go out and get a tattoo just so you can, just so you can. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yo, come on now. That might not be a bad idea. <laughs> can you imagine Lindsay getting off my, dear God. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the, the drool would be more appropriate. Put a drool right here. <laughs> Let's open up our Bibles real quick. Um, uh, I, I had a scripture prepared, and I can't remember what it was. But anyway, uh, let me look here. All right, the book of uh, uh, the book of Matthew. Let's go back there, book of Matthew, chapter seventeen. And um, we've been we, I've been talking to you from these this verse of scripture. And uh, so let's let's start there, and then we're going to go to the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. Um, so Matthew chapter seventeen is that right? Chapter seventeen, uh, verse of one. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. So this is the story of the Mount of Transfiguration. So uh, we, uh, there's a few things we pointed out about this scripture that I want to just make you aware of. Number one, not all the disciples encountered this with Jesus. So We've been, we've been living in a, we've, we're living in a time when God is moving. And in some, some people's lives, he seems to be moving in a very powerful and dramatic way. You know, Ayla, when we were, uh, when we were in Richmond, I didn't know this, but uh, first time I met Ayla, um, she was there in Richmond. She, she, she looked like a, an innocent enough I mean, those eyes, you know, she got those big old doughy eyes and, you know, she, there, there could be no evil in this, you know, uh, doughy eyed young uh, girl. And of course, she wasn't, uh, I thought she was like 12. Uh, she, she was, she was actually in her 20s. But anyway, so there she, you're in your 20s, right, already, 20, 22, yeah, so just, just out of your teens, but I mean, she didn't, she didn't look like some hardened sinner, you know. We, you know, we get this idea that to be a sinner or to be, you know, lost, that you have to be some hardened criminal or something. You know, we're all born into sin, every one of us. Every one of us are in need of a Savior. It doesn't matter how good you lived your life. Uh, it's not, you know, we're not, uh, the, it doesn't matter how good you lived your life. Without Christ, you're lost without Jesus, Period. You're lost in your sin. You're a slave to your sin. You live in bondage to that. But anyhow, you know, Ayla, I, I made this assumption. I, I don't know why. She was hanging around some girls that I knew were church girls. I figured she's just another church girl. So I, I had an altar call, and, and, uh, and uh, Ayla gave her heart to the Lord. 
Well, when Ayla gave her heart to the, listen, I'm going to tell you, you want to talk about a radical ch- transformation, a radical change. Ayla, you know, she, she, she just was there that first day, but every night from then on, she was, I, I, I nicknamed her Tigger. Because she would bounce into church, man, like she would just bounce in. And then the music would play, and she'd up there just bouncing around and praising God. And then she'd bounce right out the door. And I never saw her without her just bouncing around. She'd talk to me, and she'd be like, I'm like, I could tell, man, Ayla was. So she had this supernatural divine. You know, when people have divine encounters with God, those that haven't had divine encounters are a little reluctant I remember, you know, I was a devil worshiper before I got born again. I was strung out on drugs before I got born again. I was, uh, I was a metalhead. I was in a heavy metal band. I was, there was all these things that were about my life. So when I got born again and I told my, my family, I told my friends, you know, they were, thank you, Debbie, I appreciate that. They were a little reluctant in the beginning to believe that I had undergone a transformation that something supernatural had happened to me. We, we read about it in Scripture. Yo, I can already tell he's messing with me right now. Amen. Uh, <laughs> uh, go, to, go, to the, go to, let's go to the Gospels real quick. Um, let me, I'll tell you which one here in a second as soon as I find it. Don't forget, I'm telling you about uh, Ayla and the transformation about this scripture in the book of Mark. I don't know why sometimes it's so hard for me to navigate to, uh, these electric Bibles. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The book of... Uh, I believe it's in the book of uh, John, if I'm not mistaken. Book of last, last, uh, uh, not last one. Where is that? No, there it is. Um, John chapter 20. People are reluctant to believe that have not had the same kind of supernatural encounter. I reckon when Ayla was going through all that, you was probably like, Ayla, I don't know, man. You need step. You probably need to be careful. Because when people have a tr- when 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 you have an encounter with God, it's transformational. I mean, I was transformed. My dad, when I got born again, my dad was reluctant to believe that I'd had a transformation in my life. I mean, I was 16 years, you know, 15 years old. So, uh, friends, they're like, come on, dude. I'm like, no, man. I, I was burning Kiss records. And, you know, I, mean, I, was, I was doing all those things we were doing back in the 80s, you know. Uh, you, they had record burnings, and you, you trash your stuff, you know, and as a, as a symbol of your dedication to the Lord. And some people were like, you're going to regret that. And I, you know, I really didn't. I didn't regret it at all because I'd really, I'd really, something had happened. But see, some people think, well, if that happened, if that really happens, why hadn't it happened to me? Right? But look, here's another example of what I'm talking about. Of chapter 20, verse 26. Um, 
Oh, no, I'm not, not verse 26. Uh, verse uh, 21. Then, then said, uh, yeah. Oof. Let's, let's verse 19. Verse 19, Tabitha, I'm for sure this time. Uh, then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said, so said, he showed unto them his hands, his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. So here these disciples are having this encounter with Jesus. Uh, verse 21, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whoever sins you remit, they are remitted uh, unto them. And whose sins you retain, they are retained. Look what verse 24 says. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So all of the disciples were there except for one. Thomas. And Thomas ends up getting a bad rap, you know, when he wasn't there. Uh, verse 25, look what it says. The other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. We have seen it. Listen, can you imagine what it must have been like for Thomas and for those, or for those, or not for Thomas, but for those other disciples when Thomas showed up and Jesus had just, Jesus, he, he died, he rose from the dead, and now he comes into a locked room and he visits these disciples. And Thomas says, I don't know what Thomas was doing, but he wasn't there. So when Thomas rolls in, Thomas rolls in, all these, these other 10 disciples, because Judas is already, these other 10 disciples look at him and they're like, they're like Ayla. Man, I went to church. Woo-hoo! I heard a man. Woo-hoo! It was good. I'm going back tomorrow. You know, they were calling her at the skate. Hey, you coming into work? No, I'm going to revival. Well, how are you going to eat? You know, well, I'm going to fast. <laughs> I mean, she was dedicated, boy. That's the way I was. You know, uh, I, I wasn't hanging out with the same people I had hung around with. I wasn't uh, in the same, uh, around the same uh uh, stuff that I had I wasn't involved in the same stuff people try to hand me a beer and I say no they try to pass me a joint I said no people try to offer up their bodies I'd say no you know there was a lot of stuff that had changed in my heart now what, what were there temptations yes was it tough sometimes to say no yes but I, I, there, something happened. There was a transformation. When, 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 you, when you have these divine encounters with God, it is transformational. That's what we established, remember? It is transformational. Something will change. We all ought to be looking for God to show up in our lives in a way that will bring about a change in our lives. And whatever that is, however God decides to show up in our lives, listen, don't, don't dictate to God how he's going to show up. Just ask him to show up in the way that will bring about the most transformation in your life. You know what? You may not like the way that he shows up. You may not like the person that he shows up through. You might not like the message that he uses to get a hold of you in the beginning. But listen, here's my deal. Lord, change me. Transform me. Whatever you got to do, do it. 
And so Thomas shows up, and they're like, dude, can you imagine what it must have been like? Dude, you, you just missed him. You just Jesus was here. I don't know about y'all, but I know what I'd have done if, if I'd been Thomas. I'd have been like, whatever, you guys are crazy. Don't be trying to make me feel bad like I missed something. And you know, they had to be persistent. No, dude, it was him. We saw him. He showed us his hands. He showed us the prince. He was here, bro. Jesus. And you know what? He, not only was he here, dude, you missed it. You, he breathed on us, and we received the Holy Ghost. And something happened to us. We were changed. Boy, I'm preaching to y'all right now. Now, here's the thing. You think, well, you know, why was Jesus so unfair that he didn't, he showed up for all of them and he didn't show up for time. No, it wasn't the Jesus. Listen, Jesus, it's not that Jesus isn't un, is, is unfair. It's not that Jesus is unfair. God, God shows up at different ways, at different times for different people. And that's what you have to understand. And I think this is where we've missed it greatly, especially amongst charismatics, people that are filled with the Holy Spirit is that I think we've pushed that God will do the same thing that he's done for us for everyone. And the reality is, is that there's some things that God has done for me that he may not do for you. There's some ways that God has shown up for me that he may not. Are y'all hearing me today? You know what? He showed up and raised Lazarus from the dead. My grandma died and he didn't show up and raise her from the dead. Aunt Pookie died and she didn't get raised from the dead. <laughs> See, that's where we start to take issue with God. Well, why was he there for them? But he wasn't there for... Come on, y'all. And then some people get over and the devil uses that to get people over into... Here's what you have to understand about God. God, it's not that God favors one over the other. It's that God moves in different ways in different people's lives. And God knows better than we know. And he sees more than we see. And he hears more than we hear. And he knows more than we know. And God's, God's got a plan. And his plan is a good plan. He's a good God. Say, yeah, well, why do bad things happen? Because there's a bad devil. And we need to start putting the blame on the bad. If God is good. If the word of God declares every good and perfect thing comes from God then I think it's safe for us to assume that every bad and imperfect thing doesn't come from him. And the source of that has to be the enemy. So the disciples are pumped up. Now, you know what? I don't know about y'all, but I'm not about to be satisfied with someone else's story about seeing Jesus. I don't know about y'all, but I want my own personal encounter with Jesus. If you had a personal encounter with him, I want a personal encounter. It don't have to be exactly the same. I, he don't have to come into a locked room uh, for me. He don't have to do it. But I am not going to be satisfied with your story. Thank God. You have a good story, Ayla, but people shouldn't be satisfied with your story. 
And some people, nowadays, some people are, well, that's wonderful for you. Good for you. Hey, if that's what floats your boat, no, you don't understand. God has something for you. And I'm going to say, I don't care how good your life is or how bad your life is. What God has for you is good. And it will be transformational. Some of you, what's going to bring you out is discovering that, that uh, God injecting himself or, or, or putting himself in your life in that supernatural way, that, that transformation that happens when he shows up. Look, let's read on what it says. It says, we've seen the Lord in the middle of verse 25. But he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of nails and put my finger. Now, see, they said, remember, remember uh, he showed those disciples his hands. Obviously, they had told him that. Because he says, you know what? I don't just want to see his hands. Since y'all had your special deal, I want a special deal too. Not only do I want to see his hands, I want to put my fingers in those hands. He said, not only that, I want to stick my hand up in his side where they stuck him. Then I'll believe. Now you think that that would... Look at me, y'all... Some of y'all are like, well, if you doubt, God won't show up. Doubting, Tom, we, doubting Thomas, remember? We, we hear that all the time. Doubting Thomas. Doubt, but Thomas got a bad rap. But look what, happens, look what happens in the next verse. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Next verse. Then he said to Thomas, look at this. Do you really think your doubt will keep God I'm about to, I'm about to throw this shoe at somebody. See, the devil, the devil wants to make you believe that your doubt has the power to repel God. I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing in this world If your sin didn't keep him away, your sin didn't keep him from laying his life down, your, your, your darkness didn't keep Listen, he, he knew you'd be dark. He knew you'd be sinful. He knew you'd be rebellious. He knew you'd be resistant. But all your resistance and all your rebellion and all your sinfulness and all your unwillingness didn't keep him from dying on that cross 2,000 years ago. And it's not about to keep him from doing what he wants to do in your life in this hour if you'll only just see it. Are you hearing me today? You know what? God is about to give an entire generation the opportunity to receive a supernatural encounter from you. God is about to begin to show up in people's dreams. He's about to show up next to people's beds in the middle of the night, speaking to them supernaturally. He's about to show up in buildings just like this one. As men of God open up their mouths to declare the gospel of Jesus, right now, the Spirit of God is moving in this place. And some of you are encountering a touch from God. It's your moment. This is your time. 
And it's up to us to take advantage of those moments that God gives us. Those moments in time where God shows up in a supernatural fashion, in a transformational way to bring about a change. And some of you have been looking for change all your life. My God, you, t- you tried Jenny Craig. You tried uh, uh, Weight Watchers. You, 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 you tried better, better Help or whatever now they p- promoting on these uh, uh, podcasts. We, we tried all kinds of stuff. Heck, I remember when AIDS was a piece of candy that you ate as an appetite suppressant. Back in the 70s, it was a caramel, and it was called AIDS. Now, now it's an autoimmune disease. But some of you tried that. Some of you tried that. Well, maybe not. You're not as old as I am. And it's like, I don't know nothing about that, Pastor. Thomas's doubt. You know what? Jesus didn't go to those other disciples and say, Because thou doubtest not, brethren, thou shalt have the greater measure of the blessing. Yea, from the, no man, he went directly to, he shows up and he walks directly to Thomas. Put that, put them verses up there, Marissa. Oh, I love you, Marissa. Thank you. Then he said to Thomas, look what he says, Anna. He don't even say, how dare thee. (laughs) That's not what he said, Lindsay. Oh, ye of, that's not what he said. He said, reach, can you imagine? There, Thomas, number one, Thomas got to be tripping. He probably left a little wet spot right there. <laughs> a little puddle of pee where he is. I mean, that's why, yeah, that's why every time Jesus showed up, he's like, peace be still. He's, he's trying to tell people, don't be afraid. It's okay. Don't get crazy on me. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. But he tells how he's like, right away, give me your finger. <laughs> oh. Behold my hands and reach and reach hither thy hand and thrust into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. Next verse. And Thomas answered. It doesn't even say that he put his hand forth. He just answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Amen. When Jesus shows up, when Jesus, listen, I know some of you like, yeah, you know, I've been in church. Yeah, but when Jesus shows up, I don't care how long you've been in church. Some of you've been in church and you've been in different churches and you've been there for years. But when Jesus shows up, when God shows up supernaturally, glory to God, glory to God. When all of a sudden you see him transformed before your eyes into the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin. You know what? That's what happened to those disciples on that Mount of Transfiguration. Up to that point, he was a man with a good message that had something good to say. But in that moment on that, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? That tra- Mount of Transfiguration. There were, there were only three of the disciples. Not all the disciples, only three of them. But in that moment to those three disciples, to those three men, a man that had a good message, a man that had a good word, a man that did good things, 
All of a sudden, he began to shine, the Bible says, brighter than the sun. His clothes became so white. They were so white that no fuller on earth could whiten them that white. And he shone like the sun. He sparkled before them. And all of a sudden, someone who they had known as a man now became the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Now he became the one who was chosen to deliver man and to reconcile man unto God. How transformational is that? You know what? You see Jesus that way. Even if you walk with a limp, you be like, my God. If he's, if he's everything that I just witnessed, then my pain is nothing. In a moment, he can take it away. That's what happened with that woman with the issue of blood. She heard about Jesus. I imagine she heard the stories. You remember, this, you remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood? Find that verse, Marissa, and pull it up, will you? Tell me where it's at once, once you find it. And... Uh, that woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says that she had suffered many things. For how many years, Carolyn? Twelve years. For twelve years, she suffered many things of many physicians. My God, some of us can't go to... Some of us can't sit in the room with someone who has a different political view for 12 minutes before, we got our, before we've got our drawers in a bunch, we've unfriended them, we've unfollowed them, and we've sworn we're never going to be friends with them ever again. And over what? A couple of idiots sitting in Washington? Mark chapter 5, verse 25. A certain, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians. Look, and look, look what else it says. And had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, rather grew worse. I mean, in, our, in, in this nation, in the United States of America, we've got, we've got people that this is the very reason why they're, they're, uh, they've got a, uh, a bitterness toward God is that they've suffered many things for years and years and years. And they sought help and they looked for it. There's some of you sitting in this building it hadn't been 12 years. Maybe it's been 12 months. Maybe it's been two years. Maybe it's been four years. Maybe it's been seven years. Maybe it's been nine years. Maybe it's been 11 years. But some of you have given up hope. Thinking that if the Lord hasn't shown up already... Boy, I'm preaching right now. 
We, we prayed for you for baby. You know, Annie and I, when we were 25, we decided we're going to have a baby. That's a good time to decide that. We'd been married for five, six years. and Of course, Annie was a year older than I was. But anyway. <laughs> I'm late with you, baby. But uh, <laughs> no, we were, we were 25. And she's, she, I'm, I'm, I'm 20 days younger than she is. But anyway, uh, you, can you tell I like to rub it in? <laughs> we were delivered by the same doctor in the same hospital 20 days apart. Isn't that crazy? I knew. I, I, when I was little, I remember. No, no. <laughs> Anyway, it's crazy. Pray for me, Mama. Anyway, <laughs> we're twenty-five. Um, you know, when you're when you want to have children, when she's like, "I think I'm ready to have a baby," I'm like, "Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this." I'm not even sure my mind was so much on the baby as much as it was the process. You know what I'm saying? When you're you know, when you're young, young man, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so, you know, it's like she's like, Well, if we're trying to have a baby, you know, we're we're really gonna have to be committed to this. I'm like, believe me, I'm committed. <laughs> There's nobody more I know. <laughs> Is my son in the room? Is he? Okay, good. Yeah. Because I, I don't want him to feel like he's embarrassed or anything. But anyway, I was like, oh, baby. listen, I'm committed. I'm, I'm ready to make this work. And at first, it's all fun and games, you know? It's just like, you know, because you're thinking, I mean, teenagers, they'd be in the back seat of a car, look at one another, and they're pregnant. You know what I'm saying? This ought to be easy. 26, 27, 28, 29 years old. Now, somewhere in there, Annie conceived and miscarried. You know what? That don't make you feel better about it. Lord, Lord said he's going to give us a baby. God said he's going to give us. In fact, the way the Lord did it, one, we, we were claiming two kids, twins. We really wanted twins. We didn't know what we was asked for. Lord, thank God, God. Thank God he knew better than we knew. <laughs> Look, Derek's like, wait, 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 what are you talking about? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> he knew that twins were for some people, not for others. But, you know, we, 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 we knew we were going to have two children. One time, Ted comes over to the house. He says, I was praying, and I went to the store, and the Lord drew me to the, and he had these two baby dolls, one boy and one little girl. He says, I just want to give these to y'all because y'all are going to have two babies like this. And he's like, thank you, Ted, but this is already far along in the process. This is already four or five years in. We've seen them baby dolls, and we're like, get them babies up my face. You know, because something that is a blessing when it's when it when it's prolonged like that see and that's that's the devil see the devil wants you to give up hope 
He wants to make you think that because it's taken a long time, God's not interested in doing it for you. Am I preaching to anybody here today? That because you've suffered a long time, but you know what? One of the fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering. Come on, somebody. Some of you have been suffering a long time. You've been in the battle a long time. I'm preaching today. We, we just kept trying. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you all right now. I never dreamed I'd feel the way that I felt when the pressure was on. I mean, she would literally, there came a time she'd literally come home and be like, hey, she'd be, she'd be at work, she'd come home. She'd run in, she's like, dude, I got, I got like 15 minutes. I'm ovulating. We need, to, we need to do this right now. I'm like, I'm in the middle of a bowl of cereal. You understand? I'm like, where's the romance? You know what I'm saying? You're going to turn on Netflix or anything? I mean, what's going on here? What was an adventure is now a job. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, I, have, I, feel, like, I feel like all you, that's all you want from me. That's that, that only reason why you married me. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that at the marriage retreat. But anyway, <laughs> but you know we—he's <laughs> back, so I got to change the <laughs> subject matter. Anyway, so <laughs> we. But we, we persevered. We went to a church. Now, a word from God. When you get a word from God, when you first get that word, and, and it's a fresh word, you're like, oh, sheleba, ooh, yes, God, ooh, glory to God, money cometh, amen. <laughs> yeah, when you first hear that word, money cometh, you're like, money cometh. What you don't understand is first money goeth. <laughs> first money go before money cometh, money goeth. Listen, I could have I could have Salazar's get up and testify a little bit about that. Before it before it comes, it goes. And God will ask you for it. And then He won't He won't tell you either. He won't tell you. Give, you're really gonna need it. That money you give, you're gonna need it bad. But give it. He don't say that to you. He's just like, give and it shall be given unto you. That's what he says. Give and it shall be given. You give it, and then the next week, all hell breaks loose. And you're like, man, you, you tempted to call the church and be like, can I get a refund? <laughs> Y'all give refunds? <laughs> Y'all give refunds? <laughs> Lizzie's like, you're not wrong, Pastor. Amen. <laughs> so, you know, 25, 27, we're 30 years old, 32 years old. 32 years old, and finally, after seven years, 
I hear a scream from upstairs. I knew she'd gone to use the bathroom, but I hear this screaming from upstairs. I'm like, dear God, what happened? And, and I go over there to find out. I'm thinking, what in the world? And then I hear her falling down half the stairs, you know. I get over there. She's on the ground, and she, she got something in her hand. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, look. She put it in my hand, and I'm like, what is this? She said, it's a pregnancy test. Now, for some reason, I'm thinking, you know, you got to draw blood. And I'm like, a pregnancy test? She said, yeah, you pee on that. I'm like, what are you doing? You put your pee in my hands. No, she said, look at it. Tell me, tell me if there's a line. Tell me if there's a, a line. I said, where's the line supposed to be at? We're looking at it. We're, we're, we're taking it outside. People probably think we're crazy. We're, we're all in the window trying to. I think she took three of them just to make sure. But then we, Annie was uh, pregnant with Michael, my, my, our firstborn. 32 years old. 32 years. Now, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's, here's what we, did we ever doubt? Did you ever doubt? Yeah. Yeah, I doubted. There were times I was like, man, we're going to have to. I said, go online. Let's, you know, let's see if they get any Chinese babies. <laughs> Ling Ling Sanchez. See, there might have been a little Asian kid up here playing that. <laughs> if, we'd have, if we'd have gotten away from what God was saying. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not too late. It's not too late. I mean, all the way up to last year, you know, all these babies was popping up. I'm like, one more baby. She's like, are you crazy? <laughs> but just, just like with this woman, she put that up there, Marissa, and I'm, I'll, I'll finish with this. She had suffered many things of many physicians. She spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Listen. You cannot go by what you see. I don't care how good or how bad it looks. You just got to believe what God said. Will, 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 you, will you doubt? Will there be times? That, yeah. Listen, you're going to stagger sometimes under the weight, under the burden of what you're carrying. But you know what? When, when you go to steady yourself, make sure that what you're steadying yourself with is the rock of the word of God. Make sure that what you steady yourself with is something that is on a firm foundation. Thank God. Annie had Mikey 
and what a wonderful day that was. And then four years later, I remember the day Gabriel was conceived. <laughs> I only got one little glance. <laughs> Would you like to hear about it, Bubba? <laughs> no, I'm just like, I mean. <laughs> but we ended up having those two kids. It, it wasn't the way that we thought, but it was exactly the way God intended. This woman suffered many things. She grew worse. Next verse. But when she had heard of Jesus, listen, you're hearing about it today. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. Next verse. For she said, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made. You know what? Not only is it important what you believe, it's important what you do. And it's not just important what you do. It's important what you say. Amen. When your head's telling you don't go up for prayer, then you need to, that's where you need to be. When the devil tries to tell you, you ain't going to get nothing. No, that's when you say it out of your mind. That's when you declare it with your, with your voice. Bless God, I have struggled all my life, but I'll never be broke another day in my life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our, it just depends on what you need. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed. Keep on casting your bread upon the water. Soon it's going to come back home on every wave. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's true. It's true. What I'm saying is right. You know, the, the problem with some people is that they didn't hang on long enough. They didn't see it through to the end. You know what? Here's my deal. I'm willing to see this through to, till death. Because I made a commitment to the Lord. I mean, similar to the commitment I made to my wife, if I could make the commitment to her, I surely can make it to God. Till death do us part. And we ain't even parting in death. Sudden death, sudden glory. Amen. I'm committed. I'm committed. You know, today, you need to determine um, that you're going to commit yourself. I know some of you, uh, how many of you, as I've, been ministering today this is helping your faith this is helping you to increase your faith it's not over church that the, you know what the devil hopes you'll do the devil hopes that you'll give up on the promises of God but I'm telling you I don't care how long your sickness has been on you in the name of Jesus by his stripes you're healed I don't care how long you've been trying. If you've been trying to have children, you can't have children. I don't care how long it's. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, you hang around with us. You, you can have as many. You might even have an extra one, one you didn't want. <laughs> you hang around here, you might even have an extra. You, you might find yourself with an extra one. <laughs> 
Hilda's like, dear God, dear God, help me, Jesus. Because <laughs> people around here, you know, the Bible, the Bible's created, the Bible says God created women to, uh, glory to God, to reproduce, to carry children, to reproduce. He, he, that's what he created us for. And if, and, if you, and if you've been diagnosed with something, they say, well, you can't have no baby. I'm going to tell you right now, if God built you to have children, you have children. Well, what about what the doctors say? They know, I, think, I know they know what they're talking about, but they don't know what they don't know. And there's something that they don't know that we know. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He keeps his promises. Everything he says... He will do if we'll hang on to the truth. Amen. Thank God. Let me, let me tell you this. Will sickness try to come? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sickness will try to come. I told you all the other day. Man, I'm, I'm going to tell you I've been, uh, God, God has blessed me with divine health and wholeness. And um, I decided I was going to go to the doctor for a checkup. And just before I went, I was, I was having this pain in my chest. It was, it was really strange. Just hang on with me. Now, I believe in divine health, divine healing, divine holes. I was having this pain in my chest. I was like, dear God. Well, it was on my right side. And, you know, I, I didn't, I, listen, as much as I wanted to go to WebMD, I didn't. Because I know good and well, you go to WebMD, you know what it says? Well, you could die. <laughs> or you might have ate a bad piece of fish. You, you know what I'm saying? They... they <laughs> They give you like the worst thing first. So I didn't, I didn't do that. I was just, and it was just, you know, it was, it was, it was for about a year. It was off and on. Then, you know, the, the next year, so it's more than one year. Finally, it was just paining me. All, if I would move, it just pained me all the time. And I was like, no, nah, this ain't good. Maybe I better go get a checkup and get things checked out. But before I went, Tyler and Ayla were up here. I said, hey, agree with me, will you? For this thing in my chest, I'm getting this pain. And I told them several things that I, I was believing God for. And we agreed together because I'd, I'd put my faith out there by myself. Just I'd put my faith out there for two years, nearly. So they, we joined our faith together. I went to the doctor, I think the next day. I went to the doctor the next day. I told the doctor about that pain. He said, I'm more concerned about your weight than I am your pain. <laughs> He said, uh, you know, he, he, checked, he checked me out. He, he, he ran a bunch of labs, and he said, yeah, he said, here's what I'm, I'm hoping to do is, uh, he says, it's not healthy for you to be fat. I, I, you know, he didn't say it that way, but I was like, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I said, donuts are better than crack. Better than me being on crack. He I was on crack, you'd be like, get off the crack. But I'm just on donuts. <laughs> of course, that's the, uh, that is the fat person's reasoning. <laughs> Anything for another donut. <laughs> I, went to, I went to David and Hilda's Amelia sitting there, and I, I was saying, Jack, I'm going to give Jack a donut. He's going to love it. She goes, well, we don't have any Amelia says, we don't have any. She says, I ate them all. <laughs> I was like, good Carol. Now, anyway, so the doctors, you know, uh, 
he said, did you, did you pull anything? You ever pull? I said, oh, yeah, I was reaching down in the airplane, you know. I said, yeah, it's probably a couple of years ago. He said, you probably tore something in there. He says, ah, just work it, you know, work it. I'm like, are you serious? I was like, all right, I'll, I'll work it. You act like I don't work. Yeah, I'll work it. Just because I'm fat, I don't work. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was nice, though, wasn't I, Mama? And Because usually with doctors, I'm not mean. I'm just like, whatever, you know? And But I was listening to him, you know, I, and I was interested. And he and I came back, and they said, well, you know, you need this, that. Uh, do you know two days after I went to the doctor, that pain went away? I haven't had that pain not one time since. Thank God. God, you know what? I would have liked if to go a lot sooner. But when I came into agreement with somebody, it was done lickety split. Amen. You know what? I'm not complaining. I'm not going to go, well, you know, why didn't I get it when I asked for it the first time? I don't understand. No, we don't understand. I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun of nobody. Don't get me wrong. We don't understand. But I receive it in the name of Jesus. And I thank God for y'all's agreement. Uh, we just, we've just got to trust and believe God. And then when we, when we waver in our faith, join your faith with somebody. Stand up all over the place, will you? Join your faith with somebody else. Now, did I preach what I intended to preach today? Absolutely not. But the Lord said what he wanted to say today. We didn't get anywhere close to where I thought we was going to be. Thank God. Thank God. This was, uh, this was helpful. <laughs> Amen. This boy here is a result of many prayers that have been prayed. <laughs> he graduates next week, which is crazy. Yeah, he, he's first, I think he's the first graduate we've had since Michael. Since Michael graduated, my daughter. So we're going to celebrate Gabe. Amen. You got, we sang that song where I'm calling on the God of Jacob. Great song. I sing it to Gabe and I say, I'm calling on the dogs of Gabriel. And we got a couple dogs. <laughs> oh, dogs, oh, dogs, we need you now. <laughs> <clears throat> Listen, today, you might, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me today. <laughs> I don't know, and I'm just happy today. <sighs> today, I want to join my faith with yours. You know, the devil is going to try to put stuff on you. I was reading an article. Someone was complaining about the Copelands, and I guess Gloria's She's struggling with something. Is that true? She's struggling with some, some cognitive thing. And here's, here's the deal, church. Why are we going to be like, well, I thought she believed in healing. Yeah, she believes in healing. And the devil's still trying to bring this cognitive thing against her. Brother Copeland has a pacemaker, never told nobody. You hear him, you know what he says? He says, by his stripes of Jesus, we're healed. Dude has a pacemaker. Keep his heart working properly. He had to go to the, you know, go to the doctor and get that. Well, I thought he said to work your faith. He is working his faith. But I'm gonna tell you. I'm listen. 
if I'm working my faith and I go to the doctor and the doctor said, hey, you got a 90, 99% blockage in your widow maker. You know what I'm going to say? Put a stent up in there so it don't kill me. Then I'm going to work my faith for that to not come back in the name of Jesus. Sometimes you're, 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 you're out there and yeah, you, you can wait on the Lord, definitely. You, you can exercise your faith and go all the way with it if that's, if that's how you want to do. But you can't look at people that have been attacked by the enemy. People like the Copelands who've worked their faith and seen God do many great things. And then, be, and then because they have a, a wrinkle or hit a wrinkle, they hit a place of difficulty that negates everything that they said. Come on, y'all. I just want to give you an, an, a realistic idea. You're going to face challenges. God is a miracle working God. He will show up. Now, he may not show up for you the same way he showed up for somebody else, you know, doing the exact same thing. He loves you just as much. He won't do better for someone else than he does for you. But he may not work out your situation in the exact same way he did for somebody else. And you just have to be willing to receive whatever it is that he's doing in the name of Jesus. You know what? Today, if you need prayer today, if you need for someone to join their faith with yours, to agree with you for God, to do something in your life, Today, I want to give you an opportunity. I want, to, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. <clears throat> Maybe you're sick in your body. Maybe you're struggling financially. Maybe you're looking for direction. Asking the Lord to show you His way. Maybe you're here and you're not serving the Lord. You need to get you need to get your heart right with God. We're going to give you an opportunity today. Whatever it is that you need today, he's able to make a way to meet that need in the name of Jesus. Pastor Annie, will you come help me? Are you free? Can you, can you come help? Thank God. Tyler, Ellie, you guys want to come and help me out? Thank God. Michael, will you come help me out? Let's pray for these that are here. Let's lay our hands on them. Let's agree with them. Ask them. Ask them what it is that they need. And then let's come into agreement. Let's believe God. Let's trust the Lord to do something supernaturally for these that are here today. Now, Father, I pray over each one of these right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you know the need. You know, God, where each one of them are at. Lord, it's my prayer today that not only will you use these that are here, these that are deacons and elders, that as they lay hands on these folks, that the, the anointing of the Spirit that is upon them is going to go into these others for them to receive. But Lord, I'm praying that those that are here to receive are in a place like that woman with the issue of blood. They've heard and they know 
that Jesus is able and are willing to receive. Lord, I thank you that those that are here, that are willing recipients, are going to walk away from this altar today with every need met. Transformed, Lord, because of the power of your spirit in Jesus' name. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, you guys, pray for these that are up here. Just lay your hands on them. Ask them what it is that they have need of and agree with them. Agree with them right now. And then, Masa, in the name of Jesus. Come on, Debbie, come help me pray, will you? Start here with the melody. Come here, Eric, help me pray, will you? Would you pray? Start with Nikki and Lewis. I want you to agree with them. Come on, let's agree right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, for health. Thank you, Lord, for wholeness. Thank you, Lord, for wealth. Thank you, Lord, for provision. Thank you, Lord, for open doors. Thank you, Father, that you're shutting doors that we don't need to go through and opening up others, God, that will lead us, Lord, to your perfect will and to your perfect plan in Jesus' name. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. You're worthy. You're worthy. God, I thank you for husbands. Godly husbands for godly wives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for godly wives coming into the lives of men who will be godly husbands to them. Lord, I thank you. I know, God, that you have someone for everyone that's in this church that is single. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, God, that you're bringing the right people. I thank you, Lord. <laughs> I thank you, Father, for children in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the baby boom at Winter's Church. Thank you, Lord, that those that have had babies, Lord, that you're blessing them with direction, with wisdom. And bringing those babies up. And God, I thank you that those that still yet desire to have children are to have more children. Lord, that your spirit is here, that you are touching and that you are moving, that you are quickening in the name of Jesus, that you are making alive what is necessary in them. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. You're so good, God. You've been so good to us. 
You're so good to us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, when we think about your goodness and all that you've done for us, Lord, we just want to shout, Lord. We want to thank you. We want to praise you. We want to give you glory. Receive it today. Receive it today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Well, the Spirit of God is moving here. Why don't you all split up and pray for, why don't you pray for Taramosa Kitchi Prendriate? Ha ha! Shereboro Sobonde de Maradrieta. Glory. Celebri exependi de Maradriokshi. Jerebere de Rebe, Segedi de Rebendi de Maradrionde. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Rachel. Rachel. Thank you, Jesus. Aren't y'all glad that we have the privilege of being able to enter boldly into the throne room of grace? And to expect that we're going to receive because that's what the Word of God says. Listen, as they continue to pray for people, I want to, I want to ask this question. Are you serving the Lord with all of your heart today? Are you living for Him with everything that's in you? If you're here today and you're not serving the Lord Jesus with all of your heart, today is your day. You say, Zig, I... I it's hard for me to believe that God would do anything for me. It's hard for any of us to believe that God would or could do anything for any of us. But you know what? He wants to. He wants to invade your life with His. He wants to turn things around. If you're here and you're not serving the Lord with all of your heart, if you're not living for Him with all that's in you, maybe, maybe, you've, maybe you've never been born again. Maybe you've never accepted Christ as your Savior. Or maybe you've been born again, but you're out of fellowship. You're away from God. No matter, no matter if it's either one of those, today I want to invite you to come and join me. And stand with me here. I want to pray with you. Is there anyone that needs to come? Is there anyone that needs to come? Thank God. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank God. 
Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right then. If there's if there's no one else that needs prayer. Listen, I am so glad that you came today. I thank God. I thank God for uh, what he said and what he's done here today. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we need to shout with people that are shouting. If we'll shout with people that are shouting, amen. You got bad knee? <laughs> Well, doctors tell you anything about it? Or is it just you get pain? You've had four surgeries in the life. Same knee. They can't fix it. Man. Well, you know, we know the one who can. Which one is it? All right, your right knee. Thank God. Y'all stretch your hands this way. We're going to trust the Lord. Father, I thank you. Lord, we come against this trouble in the name of Jesus. Lord, the doctors, they've done what they can do. <laughs> now, Lord, we, we put it in your hands right, right now in the name of Jesus. I come against this trouble in Jesus' name. God, I don't know what it is. I don't know where it came from. I don't even know why it's still trying to work. But I do know this, that in your name, in your name, Sickness and disease and infirmity has to go. So I command this pain and this trouble to go from him now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you that today he's leaving out of here with a brand new knee. Lord, whatever they stuck in there, you're taking it out. Lord, whatever, you, whatever they put in there, you're removing it. You're putting your stuff in there in the name of Jesus. And God, he's not going to have any discomfort. Lord, when he sleeps, he's not going to wake up in the middle of the night with pain. God, when he wakes up in the morning, he's not going to wake up with pain. Lord, when he puts his feet on the ground and stands up, he's not going to have pain in Jesus' name. God, I thank you he's going to live a pain-free life from today forward. I thank you, Lord. You are a miracle worker. You are a way maker. Today, you have made a way and you have worked your miracle in Jesus' name. And Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor for what you've done for this man today. I thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Thank God. You're welcome. Praise God. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I come into agreement right now with Eric. I curse this trouble. I command this shoulder to line up, Lord, with your word. God, we speak to it now. You you know you have no choice. You've been having to bow all this time. Now you're trying to rear your ugly head again. And we tell you, get back in place. Take your place in the name of Jesus. And Father, may Eric leave out of here today free from this 
trouble free from this pain rejoicing Lord rejoicing Lord in his healing and in his deliverance in the name of Jesus we thank you for it father amen amen thank God amen how many of you glad you came to church today I'm glad I came to church today I'm glad you came to church today <laughs> praise God praise God well listen we're still praying for some here if you want to continue to hang out and pray you're more than welcome to do that but listen we're back here this week uh, uh, tomorrow is it tomorrow tomorrow night prayer worship that's right I thought you was reminding me of healing room I thought didn't we just have a healing room but yeah prayer prayer worship tomorrow night and then Wednesday we'll be back for uh, Wednesday night Bible study we may continue along the lines of supernatural increase I don't know we're following the leading of the spirit uh, probably will but uh, Friday uh, outreach day now I told y'all uh, either last week or one week that we were that we weren't going to be having outreach I didn't mean our Friday outreaches I meant our summer outreaches they're very different. Now, I'll explain that. I was going to try to do that a little bit today. But, man, Spirit of God, He led us today uh, in the direction that we went. So, uh, maybe next week we'll, we'll, we'll give it another shot. <laughs> but uh, but uh, this Friday, definitely there's outreach. And we will continue to have outreach on Fridays, probably from now until Jesus comes or till we're, till we're all gone. But uh, uh, summer outreaches, though, we're going to... Uh, we're, we're only going to have one of those this year. We typically have three or four of them, but we're going to have one this year. It's going to be great. So uh, it's not a bad thing. God is helping us. He's shifting things. Things are moving in the, uh, a direction that is going to, uh, God's going to, he's going to use us for maximum impact. Amen. So listen, I'll see you sometime this week, or I will see you next week. Uh, next week is Mother's Day. Invite your mother to come. Invite your family to come. It's going to be a grand time. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, go in his presence. Before you leave here, love someone because you do. I will see many of you back here later this week in Jesus' name. Yes. Just in case. Um, I know people have asked me, but um, Gaby graduates on Friday. And um, people have asked about his graduation. Um, right now it's supposed to be at 7.30 at Santa Fe, if anybody wants to go. Um, but if there's, did I, what did I say, Saturday? Oh, Friday um, at 7.30. If there's rain, then it's gonna, they're going to move it to Saturday. So I'll just post it on Facebook so that you guys know. And also his last school concert is Tuesday at 7, if you guys want to go to that too. Because I know people have asked um, because they want to see him do his last uh, little bit of stuff. So. I'm super excited for this next chapter for Gabe, but if you guys want to come see him graduate, you're welcome to join us.